0: hey welcome to the timmy gibson show <laughs> <laughs> i got my good friend scott nance in the house today in studio well, hey brother how you doing? What, what's up my brother oh you know just uh, just, <laughs> just living and loving life just doing my thing mm-hmm. dude it seriously is a, it is good to have you on the podcast finally we we have such great conversations and, and I, th- I think it was the last couple times we talked i'm like dude we had to just like have the microphones in front of us and for most and, of it. And just talk. Right, exactly. Yeah. Some of it were like, no, let's keep that on the down <laughs> low. Absolutely. Well, um, give our listeners just a little bit about your story. Um, Kind of like where you're from. um, Where you are at now? Kind of just a little bit of an overview, a little bit of a, like a 10,000 foot Scott Nance overview, and then we'll wow. start, we'll start digging in. Wow. I mean, so what do you say to that? You're from you know? Columbia and then <laughs> you're a. <laughs> Male. You weren't you at Chippendale for a while? No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> he was flight attendant.
0: Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Get to travel. Never stay in one place too long though. You were with the down under group. I
0: don't know what that means. <laughs> There's the thunder from down under. You've not heard of the thunder from down under? I have now. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay. Just because you haven't heard of it. Everybody out there, surely they know what da- thunder from down. Under. I got to just show you this because you'll laugh. That I that I said this thunder from down under. This is a real thing. We're gonna look this up, and we're gonna go boom! You are a thunder from down under, bro. I've
1: never been that cut.
0: <laughs> Not ever. These are the uh, these are the the uh, <laughs> Chippendale uh, kind of. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know what. I was going to say second-rate Chippendale, but that's not really true. Chippendale. That's not second-rate.
1: Those guys, are, they're, they're actually- They're in the better. fucking work, dude.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at these guys. I'm thinking, I've never been that cut. because of the work you got to put into it. Even when I was it, using uh, chemicals to help me. What? I'd still- What? I used to take um, what's called SARMs. Peptides. Okay. Peptides. And it wasn't like a shot or anything. It was just a dropper under the tongue. But dude, is that like pre-workout? 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 I mean, you can't buy it at GNC. I had to order it online, <laughs> and it did come from Mexico. No, <laughs> some guy named Guido made it in his basement. Of I don't he did. know. It's All I know man. is
1: it worked. With the thunder from down under. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. No, it's take, cool, man. Take it away. Tell I don't we'll want to talk about it. myself. Oh anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I was raised in uh, Ottawa, Kansas. That is, uh, let's see, where are we at? Is that at? a college town? Hey, it is. Okay. It has a, I'll one guess what the name of the college is. <sighs> I want to just say Ottawa? <laughs> Ottawa University. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Good I job, literally, man. I was <laughs> like, what is it? I,
0: I couldn't remember, but I just, the way you were looking at me, I was like, it's so obvious. I should get this. Even though I'm you up, blonde. Dude. I'm a blonde. I should get this. What are we talking about? Is that anyway? So uh, Ottawa, it's little, and is that out south of
1: like Paola or south south of Paola's one sixty nine? You're gonna take I thirty five down. I thirty five. Yeah, you got Gardner, Edgerton, Wellsville, Ottawa. Oh, okay, so it is out there. It is a little bit about thirty minutes from Olathe. Okay, for those people who know what I'm even talking about right now, yeah. And those that don't, it doesn't matter. I'm from Ottawa. (laughs) home of uh, Ottawa University Kansas Kansas in the state Mm -hmm, of Kansas mm -hmm. so it is a small town Uh, it's small enough to have a lot of different aspects different people in it you've got some you know elevated souls you've got some you know old timers you've uh, you've got the college crew Uh, you have uh, a lot of good old boys as I would as I would call it here or there Yeah, intermingled in between so it was a it was a wide variety for me to learn from. I had honestly. heard, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I just no, had sorry. heard. And this
0: is terrible that you hear this kind of stuff when you <laughs> mention like, you know, when someone says auto and they're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of meth people
1: down there. Is that true? You, look, man, I'm no scientist. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm no breaking bad. But- <laughs> I'm no breaking bad. Uh, but I mean, I've had several experiences myself with methamphetamines and i can tell you yeah it's there okay. but i mean it's up here True. it's everywhere Absolutely. in between too uh but small towns you don't really have that much stuff to do yeah. unless you want to get out unless you want to make your own and a lot of times people don't have the resources of uh, the faculties to do that yeah. and so it's easy to fall into that crew Yeah, and uh you know had some good times yeah had some bad times sure so you graduated um Ottawa High School? Oh, you got it right, dude, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm You're picking getting, it up. I'm picking it this. up. <laughs> I did not go to Ottawa Elementary, though. Okay. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I graduated in 2001. Um, around that, also, just my whole life, uh, I had the distinct opportunity of being trained by uh, Alice Joy Lewis of the Ottawa Suzuki Strings uh, as a classically trained violinist. Or, you know, fiddle violinist, whatever is out there, I'm going to do it. A musician is a musician. Yeah. And so age of three, Um
0: oh, That onward was my up. next question.
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Three? Yes. Three. Wow. Well, that explains why why you have such a mature uh, talent. You know, it's like some people, I don't know how to, I don't know if that may even make sense, but you just, I can tell there's a depth to your playing that, that, I don't know. And so that doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me that you were classically trained it doesn't surprise me that you've been doing it since you were three on you know, a little box yeah with a ruler attached to it that's crazy man.
1: before you could play you know <clears throat> it was good but what, I what
0: made you interested uh, in was it your parents put oh, you in yeah food, i or? mean
1: what makes any three-year-old interested I, in things right, So <laughs> there's <laughs> there is a, a story here my uh my teacher's uh, daughter was also taking lessons she's a year older than me and she was teaching her in her living room and Being the small town church that we came from, I was over there to be babysat by her. And uh, I was, you know, being a three-year-old, being crazy, running around, goofy as shit. And uh, according to them, because again, I don't really remember for myself, is that when she started teaching the lesson and playing, I just sat down on the floor in front of them and watched them the entire time without saying a word. Complete peace, complete attention to detail. He's just enthralled with it.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, my violin teacher or pre-violin teacher <laughs> was like, "Hey, you should probably get him involved in that. He's got an attention for it, and I think that he could develop into it." Wow. So from there, you know, does she know where stuff. you're at today? Like, does she know that you? Oh, my violin teacher. Play? She passed in 2020. Okay.
0: Yeah. So she did. She was
1: aware of your abilities. Yes. That's so cool. And she taught me my abilities. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, how?
0: Yeah. How long was she your teacher?
1: Oh, all the way up until oh, I think I was 19 oh, dude,
0: I am learning so much. I did not know this. So literally from the time you were like three or four, the same teacher all the way till you were 19. Yes. That is so,
1: this is like, wow. And you know, I'm not, it's not really off topic, but she taught a lot of people and I'm friends with a lot of those people or at least friends on social media, um, whether I have talked to them in 10, 20 years or, or what have you. sure. All of what I notice is we all have the same distinct playing style of, uh, of emotion and the response to it. It's very, it's powerful yeah. there's light brought into it and it just, it exudes it and, and I got to give credit where credit is due. And it was because of Alice joy, yeah. she, she embodied that and then really helped nurture that within each and every one of us. Yeah. So it's been exciting.
0: <laughs> That's so cool
1: yeah we just a side note for everybody listening.
0: um uh, I took Scott down to Union Station, and he had his violin, and we did it we were doing a photo shoot so he could have some pictures for his social media, but also he played in union station and as soon as he started strumming, man, people were smiling and was, saying things and now. commenting, and yeah, it's it's so cool, man. it's so cool. i I probably wouldn't do this, but in my mind, I think, man, if I played the violin as good as him, I would literally have my violin with me everywhere I go all the time just playing. I'd walk into a restaurant and just play myself into the restaurant.
1: Like some Jimi Hendrix shit right there. <laughs> man was never without his guitar. For sure, dude. Yeah. For sure. I don't want to break it. Yeah. Um No. Nah. You know what? That's a lie. I'm not that bold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not that bold to wake up every day and go, I'm going to make my own fucking theme music and just roll through the streets. (laughs) Because
0: I think it was Molly, (laughs) one of my Facebook friends. She's actually one of my officiants. She said, Hey, could I hire him to follow me around and just play?
1: You know wherever i go listen like, molly if you're listening where you at <laughs> i i said i do it i meant i, I do i it. can be I hired yeah i love it no that would be a dope experience just completely out of the normal of anything else i mean just yeah you know and, and how how awesome i heard even consider that to you know idea?
0: honestly yeah we'll, well when we get offline well there's other things i want to talk to you about but i've thought about that for um like i've told you about restaurants and things that just walking around and playing, especially if it's like a five star, cause violin to me, it's such a classy instrument, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like a guitar can be classic too, but a violin, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's romantic. It's very, it's very like, yeah. Like you're sailing down a boat and mm-hmm. you know, like a, a gondola and you know, and you're playing in the back of the gondola while they're drinking wine. That's such a a visual. And I just see, I see you doing that. Well, more it's not and more not the
1: Titanic, dude. Yeah, I see you doing We're this cool. full time. <laughs> yeah, <do> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Not the not Titanic. Going to the shit, but if hey! I do- Yeah, not-
0: No, crap. <laughs> what? Dang it. <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> I don't know which button. What's this one do? Oh, no. Listen. Oh. Okay. There I feel you like go. like a am in? I don't even know, man. I was trying to get the right button. I ended up hitting them all of them. That was cool, though.
1: That was cool. <laughs> get your shit together, Timmy. I know. I have a
0: label for those things. I've just never labeled them. <laughs> it's
1: good. Clearly sounds I should. like my life. I have all this shit there. Just, <laughs> I haven't gotten around to doing it oh, yet, but I mean, it's there. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Still in the box. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so you graduate uh, high school. You're still playing violin. Uh, where do you go after you graduate high school? Oh. What's your Where's your story go from there?
1: Well, it, I mean, it gets darker. Yeah. It gets darker. Okay. For sure. I, drugs is where I went. I went, I went straight into drugs. Um, I wonder what that, I'm curious if
0: you've had any insight on what the allure or the, what the allure was of drugs. Mm,
1: I've had plenty of insight.
0: Because, I mean, uh, it's like, we all know. You know, I tried drugs. I did cocaine in high school. I did cocaine. I did marijuana. I drank. Uh, I was always scared to do acid or shrooms, all the trippy stuff. It just, I was scared. Honestly, I was scared. They, They had scared me straight to where I thought, what if I took an acid trip and never came out of the trip? I've seen people. Right. Yeah. So that scared me so bad that I just didn't even care how cool it might be. Or what how cool the experience would be the thought of being in a permanent trip that would ruin my life was so scary that i never to this day i've never tried it now i've tried microdosing shrooms which um that's been how is that how is that you know it's so mild it's just a mild chill you know cocaine the reason i would never even touch cocaine i know people i know i have friends that still will do it on occasion yeah I won't touch that shit. And the reason is, is you feel like God, it literally, it makes you feel like you won the lottery and you've been selected to sing at the T-Mobile center. And like, it's just like
1: (laughs) all in a dirty ass bathroom with like three people. You don't even fucking know. Yeah. Come down. Yeah. Is hell.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm a happy. Like I kind of resonate. I kind of feel like I'm always on coke, like a light dose of cocaine (laughs) and thankfully there's no come down. Right. So if I did cocaine, it would shoot me to the moon, but then the crash would be, I can't, I can't. I'm honestly, man, I might, if I'm, if I'm vulnerable, I'm a little too fragile. Like it's how I would view it. It's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I think I'm too fragile to to use some kind of a drug to make me feel amazing to then deal with the the go down i just can't interesting yeah i just i just can't do it yeah
1: so anyway I'll, I'll no i'll be vulnerable too and and state that I mean, there's a lot that goes into the story uh but i do find at times if i look back on it and even to this day you know the battles that, that I face with, with, with not doing that, with not falling back into it is that there's, for me, I'm too vulnerable, not to
0: interesting.
1: So I fuck a come down. I don't want to feel the way I feel. So I change it. Uh, I don't want to deal with the emotions that I have. So I cover them up. Um, the essence of my addiction is that, right. It's, uh, you know, I think I always felt like I didn't fit in. Yeah. My entire life, I felt like I didn't fit in, okay Hell, I'm battling that at 41 years old, like who am I? Yeah. what is my part in this how how can I best serve myself and my family yeah. and and the world? Those are the questions I'm asking now, yeah before is i don't feel good, I don't feel like I belong here, I want to hide yeah. and uh, it did that interesting it, it did that, and it did that very well, yeah <clears throat> I'm like you, I, I love hallucinogenics yeah loved them, yeah loved them. but I, I really I had the illusion that I was seeking God or the universe or something outside of myself. I think I was just really seeking myself, yeah. And those opened up doorways to my perception, to my reality, yeah. that I didn't see before. I wouldn't take back those experiences, sure. Um who I am now is defined by those. I look at the world differently now because of it. Yeah. Um, but they weren't healthy. Yeah, right. You know. I was huffing gas when I was twelve, man. Yeah. I remember you telling me <laughs> like wow. you looked at me crazy and I'm what? like, oh shit, that was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. It's fucking normal to me, dude. Yeah. Like some some friend showed it to us and we were like, Oh yeah, let's go. I got a gas can right now. You mean that shit's free? I can get high for free right now at twelve years old. It does wow. something cool. What does it do, dude? What does it do?
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah, it's trippy. Mm-mm.
1: Mm -mm, It's disgusting.
0: Yeah, I never did that. I never did the and glue either. (laughs) But so, okay. So, when you, what was your first experience with drugs?
1: Oh, like drugs and alcohol?
0: Yeah. Or either, or, you know, separately or together. Like, what was your first experience feeling high or drunk or Mm. trips? So I got
1: drunk when I was seven whoa well <laughs> i'm not trying to throw my sister out there but she's nine years older than me and my mom and dad were gone and she had a big ass party at our house i mean huge huge which by the way i was uh i was such a, a <laughs> I was a dick as a kid because i'm like i ain't i'm not telling them i'm not telling them wendy i'm not gonna tell them and then Sure as hell. The second my mom walked in the door, I ratted her ass out. <laughs> I said, "When you had a party, <laughs> when you had a party," and she she gave me alcohol. And blah, blah, blah. but see, I they gave me. You know what purple passion is? You remember? Purple yes, passion? I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a kickback, dude. That is a huge kickback. That's what I drank, and uh, then I ate like half a big ass bottle of of Altoids. Not Altoids, but a uh, what's the what's the damn calcium whatever uh for a tummy ache not not tums but yeah pepto-bismol ones. well okay so i tums, tums, any acid yeah there's something there's one that begins in the day okay i loved him really? ate him like candy <laughs> i was like. I was like a fifty-year-old detective, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. the Fucking wife left me, and I'm just sitting on a popping them. It's like, goddamn motherfucker, I'm gonna catch you because <laughs> it's all I have left.
0: <laughs>
1: Thinning fucking hair. Oh my god, dude. sweat stains on my shirt. Dude. So you're, you're, gonna... you're seven.
0: You're <laughs> seven years old, uh, drinking. <laughs> so you get drunk.
1: Yeah. I, surely you got sick. Uh, I didn't throw up though. Okay. I mean, I stopped. You know. Yeah so yeah but it, and then then it was a long time after that that uh something happened to me in between fifth and sixth grade something switched in in my psyche who i was as a as a person and led me to decide to do those things like start smoking cigarettes right then Um uh, wow yeah and at the same time huff gasoline i could go into sixth grade i can't do math as well as i could anymore yeah. like something changed in me and i was like oh god but it didn't stop me yeah and did you yeah. have a
0: mom and dad growing up?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you had a pretty good home. I absolutely I did. So I can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really shitty thing. Yeah. Too
0: bad you weren't abused. No, that no way you would shit. have a no decent folks. If only my dad would have beat the <laughs> shit out of me more,
1: I'd be fine. <laughs> Cause I could just blame him and, and then be like, it was okay. your own just curiosity. It was your own, it was my own curiosity and, uh, inability to see the, the, the consequences of my own actions yeah. at that, at that time or any other time in deep drug abuse it's, yeah. it's hard to see that um so seven years old was the first time so then when was the second time that there was
0: any kind of drug use or experience so,
1: you know, the gas at 12 and then uh that uh, I feel like I almost died. I don't really want to go in the story because every yeah. time I, I think I told the story yeah, you to you, me. it's a hallucinogenic nightmare. Yeah, and I don't really want to – That's not the purpose of yeah. this. Um, however, it, you just had a trippy experience with huffing gas. I swear to God, I was going to die. Yeah, I swear to God, like yes. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. So then I started huffing spray paint. <laughs> 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 this is the story of my life. Yeah. I do one thing until it doesn't work and it almost kills me. I'm like, well, fuck that. Let's go on to something else and see if that works too. Yeah. Then And it doesn't. Yeah. Here's Spoiler alert. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, man. It doesn't. Even weed doesn't really. Yeah. Doesn't, I love doesn't. weed. though. I, I do too. And it works in small doses. It's just yeah. anything done too much becomes a hindrance. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, people talk about the wake and bake and I just, I, and hey, people do what people do and some people can function differently on it like that like it actually helps them it's like really a medicinal thing for them for me it is medicinal Mm -hmm. but it's mainly for me i just like it at night as a rather than grabbing a glass of wine for me i just will do like a half a gummy just to kind of just chill me out and just kind of help you go to sleep yeah Yeah. you know um so yeah i mean uh, people some people are more they use things as a party where i don't I don't party. I'm fucking 54. I don't party. Um, the way you said yeah, that. It's like, I don't uh, party. I don't party. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, seriously, oh, I even it it's funny, and it's not really not even about my age. I just went to a, a, a private party. <laughs> party. <laughs> I don't party, but I went to a party. <laughs> so I went to this private party, and uh, Jess's band was was performing, and it was beautiful. It was a real. It was just a cool thing private party but it was packed out there's probably like 250 people there it was crazy at this dude's private residence but he had a huge deck and and overlooked downtown kansas city it was so beautiful anyway um so they they played there and i i showed up and you know most everybody's you know they're like my age i mean there's people all over the place 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s even there might have been people in their 80s and i just it's interesting and I hope I'm not judging, because I don't. I really don't. I try not to judge. Like I don't have an opinion about it. I just it's not for me, you know. And so the thought of, you know, I got offered a bunch of drinks all throughout the night, and and I declined them all. I I just I'm not there to party. Now at the end, there was a joint being passed around. I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> if I, I'll take a hit of the joint. <laughs> it but depends I just, on the
1: type of the party. Then. Yeah, okay. you know,
0: like I'll I'll take a, a hit of the of the blunt, but I don't. I'm just not into. And that's, I don't know, man, that's just something with me. I'm, I don't, I like feeling in control and I don't, the feeling of being inebriated tipsy feels great, but drunk, it does not. And then for me, especially as I've gotten older, I can't dude. Yeah. If I drink more than two, my drink is old, and old fashioned. If I have more than two old fashions, the next day I'm shit. Like it, I feel like shit now yeah i can drink more water like there's certain things i can do to kind of help it a little bit but it's just like at my age i just i when people talk about partying and closing the bars down i literally want to like no
1: is it age or is it maturity and those i my, hope those, it's i hope it's maturity. those, those <laughs> things might go hand in hand yeah and then they might not yeah either you know, I've you kind said,
0: of always been this way a little bit, yes. but I think as I've gotten older, I have just no interest. Like I don't get enough to drink that then I just get to that point where I'm like, more shots, give me more shots. Woo! Like I can feel my body saying, You've had three, don't even touch another one. It's water time, Timmy.
1: It's good that you're in touch with that inner voice. Yeah. That inner self within you that really goes, Hey man, balance requires you to say no sometimes, yeah. yes, other times, and always reassess your boundaries.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Always figure out and check in with yourself where you're at. Yeah. I'm learning that now. So you're, I'm so, learning so that you're now.
0: your car at this point, you're wanting to engage the brake, but you only have a gas pedal. Oh, well, look, is that like, what, what is, what do you, it, so for you, so your second experience was doing the other stuff. What was the point when you were like. I mm. like this. Mm. I'm going to continue to do this. And fuck you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because like- that was the attitude of my teenage years was, I'm going to do what I want. Fuck you. Yeah. And really, my parents, for God bless them, love them. They were good parents. Uh, they, Their style of parenting was detachment. They showed love, but we didn't talk about pressing issues, and we certainly didn't discuss things that, you know, would require some sort of discipline, some sort of engagement on a family level that says, Hey man, I'm going to call you out for being out of control right now. Get your shit together. I was never grounded dude, ever, ever what the hell I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Yeah. So, you know, my mom was my friend, (laughs) she was my friend, Yeah, but you know, I see she did She did what she did yeah because of how she was raised because of her life i can see that now sure back then i loved her because i'm like she's a cool parent yeah i know you know she lets me do whatever the hell i want age uh 13 into 14. that was i keep slapping my knee (laughs) (laughs) okay age 13 to 14 um that was that was pot that was pot i'm not kids got lucky today you know, all the different varieties, the strains, the yeah. shit is amazing.
0: Yeah. Like totally one different. hit and you're done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back no. then it was ditchweed.
1: Mm, mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah, ditchweed. Uh we're Mexican brickweed. <laughs> Occasionally in the summertime, <laughs> there's people who grew down there. We would get, you know, some of that summertime good, that little homegrown had yeah. a little bit of red hairs on it, little crystals, and we're mm. like, oh my God, this is good stuff. Yeah. And no. I ended up calling it super swag. <laughs> it's a little better than swag. Sh- it's super swag. Yeah, super swag. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm stating my age right now, and I'm like, you don't know what it's like to have to pick out stems and seeds. That's right. You will to work for your weed. <laughs> you got to fucking work for
0: it. It's like that comedian that says, You're "Yeah, like- can you imagine the kids today?" He goes telling them stories about, "Yeah, Daddy had to go to this really bad neighborhood and go in a trailer with a stranger, and <laughs> as he pulled weed out from underneath his his." Bunk bed, bunk bed, and he's like, (laughs) and he's like, his kids are like, wait,
1: you can't get it at quick trip. Right? Yeah. Little vape pens, whatever the hell they get. It's okay. I I appreciate Missouri and every other state and the people behind the movement to say this is not, this is not something destructive. No,
0: it's a plant.
1: Yeah. What's so funny is, and I don't
0: want to harp on this, but it, to me, it is, it's laughable that alcohols looked at as as whatever and it's literally addictive literally poisonous literally you can drink yourself to death you can't smoke yourself to death now you can smoke yourself into a a, a stupor in the sense of you are know, just so stoned you can't move you going to watch some fucking Dude. family guy and <laughs> eat some food man <laughs> i mean seriously <laughs> you you can't die from smoking weed that's what's that's, I mean, that's that's just true. It's just an absolute fact. So I find it so curious how, you know, alcohol is looked at, and that's changing it, clearly. I'm, it, it's clearly changing, uh, but it's still, for some people, they're like, oh, like you smoke weed, it's like mm, as mm-hmm. you are holding a glass of Jack Daniels,
1: well, <laughs> and cheating on your wife and <laughs> doing all this other stuff, like you know, like you, these guys. It's okay. Yeah, they, they live where they live, yeah. how they live, how they were conditioned, and how they were raised. I also think it's curious Yeah, that the thing that damages you most is the thing that's most legal and put everywhere, Absolutely. and the thing that helps you, balances your energy, helps you ascend, get clearer vision of your life, of the details of it, how to help people, empathize with people, love people, but that is a thing that's crushed. Isn't that and, interesting?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but funny things are like changing. That. Yeah.
1: Well, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, no, it's like
0: that for me. Yeah, it's, it makes, yeah, it's wonderful. Like I, I really, I, I told you this before we went on, on live. It really checks my ego in a good way. Like it, 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 it's a powerful, it's a, I heard Joe Rogan say that he said that it, it helps to check his ego. And when I heard him say it, I thought, oh my gosh, I said the same thing. And I didn't like, it was just a, I didn't know if it was just me. That experienced it but nope yeah
1: it'll make you think about your life
0: yeah i never See, had
1: i never had alcohol do that
0: yeah no <laughs>
1: make, alcohol make, makes me want to nah. do bad stuff uh, well so okay this is where we we differ i might take a uh it's got some weird podcast here by the way this is my first podcast ever dude you popped my podcast I, pop- <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I think that's what i'm gonna call this he one. did give me coffee first <laughs> <laughs> no dinner just coffee Pop so you the know podcast
0: cherry po- dude i am that's gonna be the that's gonna be the title of this podcast brother not <laughs> the, not the entire podcast <laughs> God, but but this particular episode and we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen the quick commercial after this com- commercial break with scott nance a super cool dude all right so we're back ladies and gentlemen scott nance in the house um where were you? you? you're so 13, 14, fifteen, you're smoking weed, so you're you're done with snuffing gas, you're done <laughs> done, done sniffing, spray paint. Oh, listen, that shit will kill your brain cells <laughs> so hard.
1: It'll kill you, dude. So'll so kill you.
0: Here's what I'm curious about.
1: So this whole time, are you playing violin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going it. to school and I'm doing stuff like that. I mean, look, I I'm not huffing spray paint every day for 3 years. I oh, think it okay. lasted like, you know, a couple months. Got and you. And then I mean, it, it was unsustainable. Sure. Unsustainable. That's after
0: the near death experience, you yeah. like. Yeah.
1: I should probably yeah, mean <laughs> I need to move on. Do you guys have any leaded? I
0: don't like this unleaded. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you have a higher octane?
1: The ethanol's the, the best. The... <laughs> right.
0: mm, mm, hey, anybody may mm, have any mm. diesel? I've been going on this 87 octane i want some diesel now you're ridiculous
1: <laughs> ridiculous dude all right so i started smoking weed at 14 13 14 um and i don't stop i don't stop i love it it started out on the weekends you know hang out at the at our friend's house he had black light posters um tool item just came out fucking outstanding album especially when you are like in those young Days of being stoned, and anybody who experienced that as a, as I don't know if that happens as an adult. I'm telling you, the formative years though, yeah, wow, they were magical. Yeah, I would lay on the floor and just listen to albums all night with the black lights and the smoke and be in my own mind, but be completely at peace with it and happy and really thinking I was engaging in what life was about. Yeah, meanwhile, not developing and not, you know, taking action or responsibility for my actions. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I skipped a lot of school. Okay. A lot. A lot of school. But
0: were you getting in trouble really? Or you were just you were just smoking weed and skipping school and
1: there was a time we broke into the uh middle school, the old middle school. They they moved. Okay. And so, you know, I get drunk too on the weekends every now and then. Okay. You know, and then uh we thought it'd be a good idea to break into the yeah middle school.
0: Drinking does that. I did some mm-hmm. stupid shit when I was drinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too lots of it yeah lots of it
0: and back then as a kid i don't i I wasn't able to differentiate so i would drink and smoke now i didn't you know because it made me so paranoid uh back then and i didn't know how to handle that i pretty much just stuck with drinking i just i was just i would drink on the weekends you know yeah um Mickey's Big Mouth is what we would drink.
1: <gasps> you fucking love Mickey's too? Dude. Oh, God. Because you could
0: slam three of them and be
1: fucked. <laughs> completely. <laughs> 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 completely, <laughs> completely, dude. Oh, and I love the bottles. I would save yeah, them afterwards. Oh, like yeah. Green, like amber. beautiful yes, kind dude, of yes, yes. I loved it. Oh, man. I know. Shout out to Mickey's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to Mickey's. They you still know, make it. Yes, they do. I because see. I saw it. Yeah. I almost wanted to buy it. Just yeah, I, can't, I, I, I can't with malt liquor anymore. Taste dude, it tastes like urine. You're like, how do you know what urine yeah, tastes well, like? Well, I to ask. I but don't, but I just that's what I think urine would taste like. You don't gotta Based lie to upon me, bro. Smell. <laughs> <You> don't <laughs> gotta
1: lie to me. Okay, fine. No, you know, golden yeah. showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
0: We're going to take it there. Yeah. Okay. So you're drinking on the weekends. You're
1: smoking yeah. weed. You're every skipping day. school every, every day. Yeah. Every day, smoking weed. Okay. And again, you would think the school would be on my ass about some stuff, too. I did get one letter for truancy at some point that I just promptly threw in the trash because what they don't see, they don't know. Um, I, I accumulated like 123, 124 hours of detention. And at that point, the assistant principal called me in the office and, uh, gonna sit me down you know probably suspend me not expel i wouldn't think sure you know? grades were suffering they were shit. they were just enough to pass yeah just enough but i never studied or anything i just took tests well yeah enough to pass and get through it yeah cause you're, you're very intelligent that's debatable
0: yeah well <laughs>
1: it depends on what type of intelligence exactly you're talking about.
0: yeah but yeah. I, I can tell you're an intelligent person yeah interesting interesting sometimes intelligent people will make poor choices and it's always like wow that's so interesting
1: and everybody looks at him like "What the fuck are you doing you have so much potential you know how many times i've heard that you have so much potential scott why are you wasting your life and i'm like because i don't know who the fuck i am that's why because i'm broken inside and i don't want to fix it and i don't want to learn how to fix it so i'm going to use this because it's the only tool that i know how to do that helps me escape and deal with the the reality yeah. you know um and i sure as hell, we're going to take advice from people Right. Snot-nosed little kid. You know? I know what's right. Right. Man. I did such, so much dumb
0: shit. I (laughs) I know we're still going through your story and I don't want to sidetrack, but it's all in line. So you're still playing violin. Now, again, people listening. I almost wanted you to bring your violin to have you play a little part, which I might play something from my phone that you played so everybody can hear you, but you're really, really good. Right? So like you're. Surely you've had opportunities over the years. Did your addiction struggle thwart that? Yes. Uh, or
1: st- yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will flash forward to the end of high school, and uh, I was asked to go out to California to uh, I think it was uh, Azusa University. Okay. In Azusa, California, and you know they were going to give me a scholarship to do all that. Wow. You know but i didn't actually graduate because it turns out that i'm good at taking tests so long as i know the knowledge previously right when you don't go to school that much there are some things like you never even heard <laughs> al- algebra for instance that you know without being there to learn the formulas and know how to do it it's it's a you're gonna fail it unless you know a little bit about it unless you can just retain knowledge like some savant that yeah and i wasn't that so uh I had, I was on the condition of going and uh, getting my GED afterward, you know, and yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And so I go back home and I mean that, Ooh, you know what? Yeah. I was living up here. I moved in with my sister. So it's like 2001 the one that had gave you alcohol when you were 7. Yeah, she's a beautiful person. <laughs> no, I person. know. I'm teasing her. That's for another podcast What's her name? family. Wendy. Wendy. Yeah.
0: I love you, Wendy. We love you. I just had to give you shit because of that little story. Yeah. Trust I me, like, I have worse stories
1: than that when I was younger, so it's all good. Oh, dude. She knocked me out in the front yard one time because <laughs> she found out I did acid. She's like, "Don't fuck around with that." she punched me so hard. <laughs> she's tough. She's a tough woman, yeah. and I love I love her, man. That's awesome. Okay, so anyways, I get back and I'm going to do this. I have a job up here off of, oh, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? But I'm living in the apartment and I'm working at the gas station and uh, there's still an addictive part because I'm smoking weed every day okay. and uh, losing a hell of a lot of weight just eating ramen noodles for some reason and started taking mini things. You remember when they sold mini things? I do. Yeah, they didn't do that anymore because no. you know, it's just straight ephedrine, right? So. No. Um, they they come and pack a six you know i pop three and wait a couple hours and pop another three and my head would just be buzzing all day long and i'm like this is great yeah this is that same feeling i got from weed in the beginning of it this is outstanding i can do more i can be more on top of the world right yeah. like you're gonna play the t-mobile center yeah M- but less because there's many things yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways i don't know if they didn't like me or i was just hard-headed and kind of an asshole and was stealing uh <laughs> the Starbucks coffee drinks when they first came out, that would they first came out in the early 2000s, dude, and that caramel, whatever the yeah, hell it was, like I Adam. would just go in the freezer to stock the shit, but I would steal one or two from myself and drink them because, you know, I deserved it. Wow. Yeah. That was the attitude I had. Yeah. <clears throat> Unchecked. <laughs> uh, so anyways, they got a new camera system and then like a week later, they they fire me and they say that I stole money, right? So. They showed me the camera footage, which clearly is doctored, but I was so pissed off that they called me in there and were going to fire me that I reacted to my emotions instead of thinking smartly and being like, okay, can you show me that again? Instead, I won't even tell you what I called this lady because it was fucking atrocious and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be that sure, person anymore. Sure. Um, and so I got fired, right? Didn't have any money. I could have got another job, but instead went back down to Ottawa. And the second I did that, within a week, I ended up at 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 somebody's house. Well, you know, name names for that. Anonymity is important. Yeah. And that's when I first tried meth. Wow. And that's a roller coaster motherfucker nightmare right there. But it doesn't start out like that. So I
0: don't uh, what is meth? And I ask this because is it do you smoke it? Do you shoot it up? Do you sniff it? What kind of form is it in? well it's in a rock
1: you can break it down into powder and yes you can do all three of those oh okay
0: yeah. oh yeah and it's a poor man's
1: version of cocaine or is that not true so it's only a poor man's version because cocaine is so fucking expensive right 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 <laughs> but i mean as far as a come down potential i mean you know meth will keep you up for days and cocaine, well, you got to keep doing it. Right. I mean, your first time. And it makes you feel like what? Like amazing, amazing, amazing to begin with. And I'm look, damn, I should be careful. I'm saying this shit on a podcast. Okay, look, it's a false sense of feeling amazing. Right. No, that doesn't, that doesn't,
0: that doesn't, doesn't, that's not enticing to me, by the way. I've done cocaine. I, I can tell you right now, it makes you feel unfucking believable amazing. But the problem is it's fake. Yeah, it's temporary, and the come down. You're gonna go way below where you started. If you're like moderately happy, you do cocaine, you'll be insanely happy, but then when you come down, you'll be fucking suicidal depressed. Yep. So to me, that's why I have. I got. I was at a fucking MMA event the other day, and I went in the bathroom. A guy goes, "You want a bump? <laughs> what?" And I was <laughs> shit.
1: I, he's uh, offering to you. Wow. Yes, what a yeah. nice guy. Yeah. What?
0: A- and I thought to myself, and he's, you know, he's. Of course initially i was like at first i didn't understand i was like a bump and i'm like what do you want to do here in the bathroom <laughs> i didn't know what he's then i realized because um, uh, he had the little container with the little spoon thing there wasn't even a shred of temptation not even yeah, like no, that is kind of because i'm like no and then when the show's over and i go home i'm going to be suicidal and
1: depressed hell no also i mean it, i really feel like it changes your psyche and your vibration and, and what Absolutely. you're trying to do in, in your life it if there was ever, and it goes that way for cocaine or any amphetamines for me, um, I, I'm not a scientist, but I have been an addict for a long, long time and dealt with it my, you know, all formative years, my entire adult life has been a struggle, you know, with thoughts, with patterns, with things like that. What I can tell you is once you develop the patterns, it stops being fun and it starts being darker. And it starts being not a request but an obligation to yourself that you must get this in you because it's the only way to survive. To keep hiding from who you are, or whatever reason people are doing it. I mean, I've known addicts that'll do it their whole life and go to work, and they won't, they yeah, won't think twice. Functioning, about it. functioning yeah. A- addicts, yeah, yeah, they do it so much their pupils don't even dilate anymore. They're just that's just normal for them. That's not my type of addiction. Yeah, at least with meth, right? My um, other stuff, pills. I could do pills all day long. You wouldn't know about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Until it caught up with me, and I needed to take more because nothing ever lasts. Right. That's why it's fake. It's yeah. false. It's a false sense of enjoyment. It's a, it's an earthly derivative of something that, you know, yeah. sparks the divine, but it's not. Right. It's not. It's a trick. It's a trap. Um, but in itself, it's just an object. Yeah. It's what happens to you when you put it inside of you, and so for me, amphetamines do that. It triggers something that I've developed over years of using it. That if it if it goes into my system, I change. My whole thought pattern changes. Almost like uh, it short circuits the the empathetic, wonderful Scott Nance that I, that I know that I am. Yeah. I'm a good man. Yeah, and it replaces it with I will do whatever I fucking have to to get that. I will do whatever I have to to continue this insane journey. Wow. This and and you know how you build like synapses and things in your brain yeah. and you develop connections it's almost like it short circuits one and bypasses to the other one that's laid dormant but not dormant yeah i can't prove that yeah i just know what i know it's like a, a veil goes over my eyes and i change yeah. and i'm like i can't that's now is the
0: the real scott dance is he a, back in the far recesses of the room aware of being taken over by the this other one mm. like you know is Ooh, there is damn. there is there like this awareness of oh Mm -hmm. the drug has taken over and now does that make sense like you're you're because i think we're all duality you know there's there's a part of me and one reason why i don't do uh, don't drink a lot and all that is if i drink too much it just it just changes me i just can't even it just changes me whereas i like to be in i like the my the consciousness that runs my life that the Timmy that's, you know, kind and thoughtful and caring and wants to do right and be right. And all that stuff is very present. Mm. If I drank too much alcohol, that motherfucker gets pushed to the back of the room and the other part of me gets released and wants to just be fucking stupid and whatever. Yep. So, so I, I don't, um, yeah, so I'm always just very consciously aware of that. So, you know, even even when I've drank too much, that that voice gets so quiet. The reason, the reasonable part of me that's like, don't speed, don't drive, you're too drunk. And like. You get reckless. Oh, yeah. Everything. Super reckless. I can drive. I can do this. I'm like something else takes over. You yeah, know, it's just a but, whole different mentality. So then
1: I'll ask you the same question you asked me. I, even if it's present, it's so far receded. He into, has the, no power. into the background. Yeah. That. Yes, it's almost like a a passenger that, yep. that isn't allowed to speak, is muffled, yeah. um, tied yeah. up. So, yeah. fuck you, I'm going to take over for a little bit. Yep. You know, Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. I, I can get that way with drinking, too. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except marijuana, why, marijuana no,
0: doesn't no. do that. Okay. Because it doesn't do that to me at all. If anything, like I've said, it I'm very kind in my nature, but when I smoke weed, it makes me more empathetic even.
1: I'm petting the cat for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm like, oh, I love you, baby. I'm yeah. so sorry. Ignore you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I know you meow consistently for food, and I know that's just you want attention. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, that. That's, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, man, do you hear those wind chimes? Or if I, if like, I drank, wow, I'm like, I'm bro. kicking the
0: fucking fat cat out the window. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm unhappy with my life that's situation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, you move back to Ottawa. You have this... Meth experience.
1: I mowed the lawn. I did some one night, and then I took some home with me because dude was like, "Here, take some." Dude is obviously not his real name. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be dope if it was though, right? Dude. Um, I woke up the next day, and I I did my my line, so I snorted it, and I was like, "Fuck!" It was bright, sunny day out, and I went and mowed the front yard, and it was the most magical lawn mowing experience I've ever had in my life. I was happy. I was bustling with joy. I was overflowing with the compassion and empathy and understanding and the beauty of the world. Everything seemed to make sense sense to me. Like every, you know, the chemical reaction, just everything's firing off. And I'm like, this is perfect. And from that moment, I tried to chase that over and over and over again. That's
0: where it's deadly because it just, you can't. What got you high in the in the beginning won't even hardly do anything later, right? Is that how it works?
1: Mm, it won't do what you want it to. Yeah. you'll be up for days. You'll be out of your fucking mind. Okay, I'll. T- That's wild. I uh, I did. I bought an eight ball. It was three point five five grams, and I basically did it all by myself and shared some, but over the course of like maybe a day and a half because it takes a while to do that. It's not like Coke, you know? Right, right. you know, but I just kept doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and uh, I had this like psych, psychic break in, in myself. And so I'm driving the car down some endless country road and I'm lost. I'm confused, not on the road, but in my soul and who I am. And I look in the back seat and there's people, but they're I know they're not there, but they're also there. And I'm like, oh, it was very schizophrenic. It was very schizophrenic. I almost didn't share it on here, but I'm, yeah. I, I want you to understand like the psychosis that drugs can put yeah. you in, you don't recognize that it's doing it. And then you can go too far. You can take too much acid, you can do this and then you'll have that break. And I mean, I was running from my life. I was running from my loved ones. I was just hiding and it all reached that point. And I don't know, they didn't talk, it's almost like they were a little
0: Aliens, almost. Yeah,
1: like like uh, meat suits in the yeah. back seat. I knew who they were. They just stared there. They were people that I had met, you know, recently or whatever. I'm like, yeah. well, you're supposed to be in Kansas City. What are you doing here? They wouldn't answer. I knew they wouldn't answer. And yet I saw them. Yeah. I made it to the house I was going to. And the next morning I woke up on that couch and I was getting kicked out because I broke a china hutch i'm like i kicked the shit out of all this stuff in the house i took i was living in my car so i took these like the cereal that i had in my car and all my clothes and i just threw them all over the driveway i don't remember any of it any of it not a wow. thing not a thing dude just woke up you have and I was no like, well, memory of no, it. no none wow so
0: but you saw the uh, aftermath <laughs> like when you woke up it was like <laughs> were you just like what
1: the yeah fuck dude happened yeah. here well, I had to ask what happened. And that's that's when I got kicked out. <laughs> like, you, you broke all my shit, and they, they were very upset. You know, rightfully yeah, so. As you would be. Yeah. yeah and me, yeah. still in a delusional state, at least a little bit, was like, what I keep talking about? Dude, I just came over here. I must have slept on the car. I didn't do any of that. I'm tripping. Calm down.
0: So, you remember Calm pulling
1: into the driveway, and that's it. I remember running the road somewhere around the driveway. I don't remember walking in that house. It was Wow. probably 6 p.m. in the evening some of the the sun was starting to go down for the time of year that it was yeah. i remember that um well, it was bad wow so that that was it was helpful for me though it was a little bit of a wake-up call like, It Was whoa it was it, it certainly didn't it stopped me from imbibing in that substance yeah but there's other substances isn't there right yeah this is exhausting even talking about yeah. It's it's exhausting yeah. i don't know what it'll be like to listen to it but uh I hope it's, well, it's good to have your
0: story. I mean, because, you know, obviously you're sitting here, um, thank God. Right. Thank you. So, so you survived (laughs) that night, you got kicked out. That was somewhat of a wake up call. Then what happens in your life? Oh man.
1: So this is what? 2016, maybe I go to Uh, real quick.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I just, um, people are probably listening to this and going, how does Tim even know this guy? Just a quick, quick thing. I met you in what year? And it was when I was pastoring, Mercy Church, and was that the Prey Village Church version,
1: because you didn't come to the one out in Olathe. I went once. I went once with uh, with with uh, our mutual friends. I was, uh, and so I went out there and. Oh I, yeah, with Danny yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so I did that, and then you know, a couple years maybe went pastor another. You year. came back when yeah. we had moved down to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then I instantly fell in love with the music aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your okay. preaching was good too. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's,
0: that, that's how I know Scott is through music. He played violin and guitar and sang and all that. Okay, so go ahead. You, you <gasps> tore up this house, got oh, kicked man. out. It was a wake-up call.
1: Sort of, yeah. And then 2016. <laughs> uh, I go to treatment. Oh, nice. Bruh. Sorry, folks. I know, right? Bruh. Oh, it was Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Joe Rogan, you'll have to wait. I'll call you back later, buddy. It's with Scott right now. <laughs> so, anyways, I go to treatment. Um, back up in the city. Things go pretty good for a while. Honestly. I mean, I went through the program and, and I those that don't know the program either AA or NA, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um mm. Did, things went well for quite a while. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't using life was getting better. Family was getting, you know, back You together got married the, in what year? Ooh, two, don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happily married 11 years, uh, January 11, 2012. Okay. 2012 okay. took me a second though, yeah. put me on the spot. So you'd family. been clean for a while when you met your wife. Mm, 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 yeah, no, I met my wife in 2008. Oh, okay. And she doesn't mind me telling her, her, you know, her story. Right. She'll come on here eventually to tell those two. And dude, she, she was dating my friend and selling me dope. That's how I met her. Yeah. I'll tell you what, she had a glow about her. Yeah. She had an energy that I was like, hey, I, I, that, I don't feel so dead around you. So I want to go with that. Yeah. It was the first sign of life. I was really dark back then. So anyways, I know this is confusing for everyone. It's confusing for me too. Just bear with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did good for a while, got a job, held it down, got promoted up through it to a manager position at a low pay, you know, kind of held that on. Yeah. I was a little, this, this brings to light where I want to go with this, which is not so much just the using story, right? but what causes usage. Yes. What, what do we bury? What do I bury? What do addicts and alcoholics or people in general bury? And how do they deal with it if they don't want to bring it up? look at it, analyze it, deal with it, um, understand it and really embrace it. Yeah. I dare I say love it. Absolutely. Love the dark parts of yourself. Yes. The, the shadows, the shadow work, if you will. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Ooh, it's always something different. Yeah. It's always something different. So. I think I, I stayed clean for quite a while. And then uh, 2018 or 19, uh, I started preaching myself, Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, You know, tell your story, preach a little bit right, here or yeah. there. I started writing sermons while I was at work. Oh, that was such a good time, though. Yeah. Like, we're not here to talk about faith. And then, right now, I'm not going to church and trying to sort things out in my own you know, yeah, however, and, and I'll get to that. I'll ask you some questions. Oh, that's about good. That. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, spiritual
0: journey. I think that stuff, it's an important, an important
1: part of life. I think I like our conversations about it because I've noticed that both of us are open and authentic enough about it that when we catch something that the other person said, it's like, is that real? Is that bullshit? Do we need to analyze uh, that? Yeah. And there's, it's not, there's, there's no contempt in it. It's no. just, or judgment. It's just, this is what it is. Yeah. Let's take a look at it and talk about it um so i started preaching and somewhere along the line you know drugs will manifest themselves around you and i think that i subconsciously was seeking them and somehow i I got a hold of a a contact that had some uh some xanax let me tell you something interesting about xanax um i never liked it and then i loved it and i could take up to seven seven or eight milligrams so basically two bars a day and be able to hide it because the whole time i'm hiding it do you think that I wanted my wife and family to know that I fell off the wagon and that I was sitting there taking Xanax just to get by? And what does Xanax that, do to you? Because I've known of people that have done it. Um, this is different for everybody. It is a benzodiazepine and it's going to put you into a. Like a um, stupor. Well, yeah. Or it, it, it's, it's definitely taken for anxiety. Okay. You know, it's, it's the same um, family is Valium and as a. Uh, Clonopin, things like that, that they give people for for anxiety. Okay. This is I was taking a lot of it, and it turns out you can also snort it. Not helpful for me. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, I could take seven or eight of them and hide it, where they didn't know that like I was you could, on. You it. could function mm, barely, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, I got some. Um. You lose a lot of time with that. It's weird though. It's almost like the psychic, the the psychotic break that I yeah. had in that I can go about and I was living my life. I remember taking my stepdaughter to a, a doctor's appointment and they told me a lot of important things that needed to happen. And I was like, I got it. And I had it. I had it. I remember going there. And then since I kept taking them, it's like it erases the weeks previous. Like, like the same way that, that the ocean erases, uh, the footprints in the sand. Yes, And it just washes it away. And then somebody goes, what did they say at the doctor? And I go, what, what fucking doctor? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. And then I'm like, I've lost whole months to that whole months. Um, yeah, I've known people have lost years. I got caught up in that. I think that led to a little bit of a spree and on that spree, I ended up, you know, going out and doing dope. Dope is what I call meth. Yeah, that was my dope. Yeah. Um, depends on what region of the world or America you're in. You know, whether yeah. dope is heroin or dope is weed or, yeah. You know, uh, caught myself on that one and made it back. And all the while, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife for consistently putting up with my bullshit. Because, uh, uh. <laughs> man, and we we are in marital counseling. I'm in individual counseling. You Good. know, um. Working on unblocking my chakras because I think that's yeah. important, and um, I'm, <laughs> and believing that, yeah, and believing that stuff about myself because that's my journey, and yeah. and I want to accept it and, and open up to it and be able to fuck help myself so I can help other people.
0: Absolutely, you know, instead of hurting them, right? Um, yeah, two thousand
1: nineteen. You said you were, you were preaching. Oh wow, got off into- dude. I mean I think that that kind of messed me up a little bit. Maybe I didn't feel like I was worthy. Yeah. I didn't have any formal training. I didn't go to Bible college. I hell I believe after stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I do believe in the power of Jesus. Right. Um, as a man, as as a as a creator of of just I don't know. When I think of him or the vision of him, I don't think of rules or regulations. What I think of is acceptance. What I think of is ultimate compassion no matter what yeah that i he will love the worst person the yep. worst mm-hmm. dude would love hitler well for that matter america loved hitler in the 30s but that was yeah. okay man of the year mhm yeah. Oh, is that what did he win that award? Yeah, Time is Man of the Year. I think it was 1930 something, dude. No yeah, shit. you didn't know that? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, man. Oh, we're gonna history look. is fucked, dude. I'm <laughs> gonna, you know what? I'm gonna look that up. That's what we ought to do. Just pick a time in history and just talk about how fucked up it is.
0: Uh, dude, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just looked that up 1938, Time Magazine's Man of the Year, Adolf Hitler. Dude. I I didn't obviously call you a liar.
1: (laughs) No, fact check your stuff, dude. But I was like, I
0: can't believe that. So, so there you go. I just Googled it and it's legit. All right. So let's, let's get us up to, so 2019, you had another little
1: lapse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if it, it, it cycled around, um, just journeying into new spaces for me Um, appears perilous, especially when it's lining up with some higher calling. Did I want to preach all the time? No. But was I thinking about God? Was I thinking about the goodness and the nature of things outside of myself and how they all fit together and how it manifests itself in the world? Yes. And I was putting together passages. I was having a great time doing it. Yeah. And at the same time, I was really just stressed. about it and then what what? i was gonna say what
0: triggers because you're doing good now i mean you know we all struggle from time to time but i mean i drink too much occasionally you didn't i do
1: but you know and then i catch myself and i'm like i don't want to do that
0: yeah it's been a long time since you've done meth oh yeah so but what in the past has when you've been doing good has triggered you is it like, mm, like- Great you, question. Lose a job great or stressful marriage or kids go crazy. Like what triggers it for you or is it just your own mind that gets triggered when externally
1: everything seems to be okay? Externally, everything seems to be okay because I put on fronts. Yeah. That I was a pretty good faker. You know, yeah, <laughs> things are going outstanding as I hold my vow yeah. in, dude, I still do that shit. I still act like everything's okay and not use my authentic voice and be like, hey, I'm actually having a difficult day. Yeah, because uh all right. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll yeah. get to that. This is this is my overall arching theme here is um, what triggers it is not the cause of it now it could be triggered by the simplest argument it could be triggered by nothing at all and then people including myself would be baffled because it just happened and the air hasn't you know cleared from the dust and the rubble that that it caused whether that be light or major yeah um in essence it is the continued response of not speaking in authentic voice of not following through with little daily things that check in with yourself and this lines up perfectly with say and I'm not promoting it here, but, you know, um, some halls, you know, where you can drink coffee and have fellowship, yeah. you know, that, that whole consistent daily check-in and analysis of where am I at, what am I doing, what, what are some potential pitfalls for me, what are things I'm doing well. And so, much like all other things having to do with my drug abuse, I like a quick fix. Yeah. Not too much pain involved you know, right? Yeah. And then once that happens, then I'm okay for a while, right? Because I cleared enough rubble. But guess what? More gets built on and built on and built on if you don't use tools that are given to you, yeah, that are laid at your feet, that are there available to use. So it's a consistency issue with me. Yeah. So there's that shame and guilt that would follow. Mm-hmm.
0: You're doing good. You trip up. Now there's the shame and the guilt. see, I can't even do it. I'm not even that like do you deal with that? yeah, so it's yeah, only it it, it only be good for you to continue the the good path, which would then continue to make you feel better about man i've been I've been doing really good for you know so many years, which would feed perpetual feed kind of the continue to do what good good you know it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. I had a friend that would just it was like every three months he would just fuck up and it would just it was like a downward slow spiral because every time he did it he felt bad about himself. It was like he was starting to feel good about himself, like two steps forward, five steps back, kind of a feeling
1: those are kind of like my days right now this week in yeah. particular today's a really good day good yeah the <laughs> the past few days mm mm mm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. battles of battles oh, of the mind. Yeah,
1: battle of my mind, battle of 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 my heart, battle of where do I want to go? What I want, you know, normal everyday shit people deal with. Yeah, right. Um, there is the added, you know, shame. Really, what it comes down to, and I'll I'll declare this is that there are parts of myself that I don't love. Even to this day, there are parts of myself that I do not love. Yeah, I have not walked into those and said, "I embrace you. Yeah, I love you. you. Yeah," and. Because of those parts, that's those are the parts that stir up and go, ah, shit. Because they can't hide in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there is people out there that can do that and just keep that locked down and compartmentalize it. It doesn't work for me. It it shifts up, it pulls up, and it rears its ugly head if I don't analyze it and deal with it in an appropriate adult manner.
0: That's interesting. I, I I had a a guy on the podcast who um was a psychotherapist and he said something so profound. Um, he said, it's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. So basically what he was saying is, which is funny cuz i've said it not near that eloquent i've always said uh feelings follow action so i say this to married couples well i just don't feel like i i love him anymore i'm mm. like okay but how would you act if you did love him do that as as a as a way of because i'm not in favor of divorce um i'm not i'm just not in favor of divorce I, But, but sometimes divorce is the right thing. Uh, and let me clarify if you're married, do everything in your power to make it work. But let's just be honest. Sometimes it's just, it, it doesn't work. It's not working and it would be best to not do it together. Right. But, but I've always taught as a relationship coach, even a person that has gone through a divorce myself. When people say, well, do, because this is now getting in the religious part, people, religious people always say, well, do the right thing, which in their mind means just make it work, stick together, do, you know, do what's right, meaning stay together. Uh, You know what? That's
1: sometimes the stupidest thing you could ever do. They also say, do the right thing and get the fuck out of my face. exactly. (laughs) Christians aren't big. A lot of them are not (laughs) big on on the, like, actually going out and acting on the good words. Right.
0: So I just, I love that. I love that concept. It's easier to. Act your way into a new way of thinking than it is
1: to think your way into a new way of acting. It's damn near impossible to think your way into a new way of acting. Right. Because if you m- rely on remaining in the mind, the body will not follow. Right. We're in a world of action. Right. And so action.
0: Dude. I say all this,
1: but I mean, some days I'm, I'm paralyzed. Yeah. Even at this point, you know, it's not necessarily a bad day, but some days I'm, I'm. There's there's an air of paralyzation there. Yeah. It's, I don't know what I'm doing, ah, you know? And it gets really hyper-focused on that.
0: And you know, I have, I've never said this on the podcast. I've never really thought about it as deeply as I'm thinking about it right now. As I was reading that quote, I think that's, what's been so helpful for me. When I think back over my life, dude, my thoughts, like I would never reveal my thoughts that I've had or thoughts that I have. I know what the right thing to do is and I just do it even though maybe I completely 100% am thinking something completely opposite, but I still do what the, what I think is the right thing to do. Does that make sense? Like I'm given the opportunity to do you want to bump? Right. (laughs) And rather than (laughs) thinking I, I was just no, I didn't even allow myself to think, Ooh, maybe that'd be fun. I remember cocaine. That was fucking awesome. I think I could announce the hell out of this fights with cocaine in my system, yeah. you know, but I just would do the right thing. Like when I go out, you know, I go out, I have a rule, one drink, one, no one can. T- Dude, I've had people literally bring me shots and I go, Oh, come on. And I go, no, come on. And I'm like. It's like I don't. It's like I don't give a fuck if I offend you. I don't give a fuck if you just went and bought that for me. Love that. I don't want a shot. So you take the fucking shot, or you give it to someone else. I'm not taking the shot. I've got my drink right here. I'm only doing one drink tonight. So I I just have that, especially at my at, at the wedding and all the stuff. You know, people would bring me drinks. And then, then no one was an asshole about it. Everybody was bringing it out of love. It you know, just kept bringing me drinks. And sometimes they just hand it to me and I took it and I literally turn around, and I'd hand it to someone else. <laughs> because I just, it's like, no, I I want, this is what I want to feel, what I'm, I want to be aware. I want to be, you know, I want to feel good tonight. When I get back to the hotel, I want to feel good when I wake up tomorrow morning. So I'm just, so all that to say, I have never really thought about what has helped me in my life And that's it. I think I have sometimes just robotically, and there's times I don't, I haven't done the right thing. Uh, Please. Ladies and gentlemen, you, yeah. I'm not sitting here like I've always done the right thing. Not that, (laughs) but for the most part, like I read, I read every day. I read a book a week. How do I do that? When I'm sitting on shitter, I read. When I lay in bed at night, I'll read. I sometimes take my book with me in the car and when i'm at a at a stoplight or a a train track or i read no shit. yeah i just it's like i take advantage of the time i have and here's why it's just because i want to read honestly dude it's not that i necessarily want to i do it because i just know it's good for me it's like going to the gym and which i've not been doing a lot of that lately I go on walks and hikes but i played i played tennis yesterday for an hour but anyway so i'm still active but it's i just do it i it's like i know it's better to do this and so i'm just gonna do it and all the demons that want to keep me from it it, no they get quieter don't they? yeah i'm just like i i this is what's right and i'm gonna do what's right and this over here, meth or Coke or all that stuff will fuck my life up. I don't want a fucked up life. So I'm just not going to do it. And that sounds so fucking, I feel shitty saying that sometimes, especially when I'm talking to another friend of mine too, who, who struggles with addiction. It's like, I'm like, why can't you just have one beer? Like, why can't we just go to a bar? You get one, I get one and that's it. And he's like, I just can't. One makes me feel good enough that I want two,
1: two makes me want three. Three, and I'm just like, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know? sound like an asshole not understanding it. Yeah. It sounds like you're speaking from your your frame of reference. Yeah. I kind of wish I I had the full capacity. When you kept saying you just do what you, what's right, it's I almost want to say you keep doing what's right now. Right. I, I see you as somebody who is able to live in the present as much as possible, and yeah. in doing so, your life continues to get better and and more fulfilled because you're living in the present moment.
0: Yeah. I mean a lot of addiction a book so. I'll give you the book it's called um the power of now the power of now change actually it's free on YouTube I'll send it to you a link to it okay it'll change your fucking life that that book changed my life. I realized anytime I have anxiety ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's about the future okay past is gone okay? I mean that is what it is but it's not just the future my Anytime I experience anxiety, it's future, but something bad, meaning I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be in a ditch in a, like, it's always the negative. It's never, if you project into the future, good things. Well, that won't bring you anxiety. That'll bring you joy. But always if there's anxiety, cause I'll, I'll sit with it. I'll sit with it and I'll go, okay, I'm feeling anxious. What am I feeling? Okay. I'm feeling like if I don't have money, then I can't pay rent. If I can't pay rent, I'm going to get kicked out. If I get kicked out, where am I going to live? Like I I just, I roll with it Mm -hmm. and then I go, okay, what's that mean? I need to get a job and make extra money or I need to Uber Then I go into, okay, if that's the problem, let's rewind it to now. What can I do now so that in the future, six months from now, I'm not homeless. Like it sounds so simple I, it does sound simple but that's just how my brain works um how to stop worrying and start living I read that book which helped me roll things out okay I'm feeling anxious I'm feeling all these feelings rather than going to a drug to subdue it I'm like okay let me feel it let me what do I do anyway that's I'm I'm guessing that's partly I've never thought of it never even talked about it until right now that I just tend to go, this is the right thing to do, and I'm going to do this. And right the now. feelings will follow that action. Yeah, the only time I've really got myself in trouble in life is when I went through a midlife crisis um, back uh, right before I got divorced. My feelings ruled me.
1: So you know what it's like. Oh, yeah, I, I let
0: my thoughts do what they wanted to do. It's a real motherfucker. Like my thoughts want to do that, I'm gonna fucking do it.
1: (laughs) My thoughts want
0: that, I'm gonna go get it. And I just allowed myself what happened is I did a little, but a little bit more, a little bit more. Oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar. I'll just pet it. (laughs) Then I'll then I'll do then I'll then I'll you know. This woman keeps and I just get, I keep getting phone calls on my phone. You keep getting phone calls on your phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are you doing? <laughs> all these people calling. what are you doing? All right. Um, where were we at? What were we even talking about? Uh, Cause I know we got <laughs> we got <laughs> sidetracked
1: <laughs> there. Not sidetracked, I mean, it's all conversation. Um, this is clarifying for me and, it, and it's relieving for me to talk about. I don't know if oh, I was telling,
0: I was talking yeah. about just my experience of action that i just tend to you know should i and i'm going to be extreme i'm given an opportunity i can uh drink myself into oblivion or not i just go mm, the wiser choice is to not i can i can kill this person i'm going to be extreme i can you know kill this person or i can just walk away or I can fight this, I can punch this person, I can exchange, you know, slander and get into a fight with this person, or I can just make a joke and walk away. For whatever reason, my mind, when I'm in a situation, I can just see this situation could, I could get killed, I could get hurt, I could like, you know what I mean? It's, It's, dude, it's how I live even when it comes to eating. My wife loves treats, which is fine. And she's she will have treats on occasion, and she'll sit down and she'll just like, "Do you want a bite?" And and I go, "Nope." She goes, Are "You sure?" I go, "Yep." I want it. Like I want to take a bite of the cookie. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love you know, but I just know that the choice. I know which is the better choice. You know what I mean? Like
1: for me, and I know how my body is. For me, it would be better to choose not. So you know, earlier when I said that that you weren't being an asshole, yeah, you're being an now asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> 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 no, it's you. It's just I. Oh. Obviously, you've done a lot of work on yourself. Yeah, your mind may have been like that, anyway, so You had the the right upbringing for it, and like you developed into this person that you are right now. Yeah, right. And in many ways, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing, and I, I'm I'm trying to glean what I can from that. Yeah, honestly. Uh, it's different with every person. Yeah. I and think- that's
0: what I've, I'm trying to be, I've, as I've aged, because there's parts of me that I'm like, how is that not, you know, how is like, dear <laughs> Lord- <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan, I, uh, Joe Rogan again, again dang, dang dude. God. Um, yeah, I, and I, I'm, uh, I, it's not that I need to say this, but I don't say it i just it's lucky right it's either lucky it's it's other decisions that i've made it's books that i've read who knows um but i also realize there are other people that are that are wired differently and um i'm i've become as i've gotten older way more empathetic and understanding and non-judgmental about it because in my in my earlier years I, it didn't make sense to me i'm like well dude just Don't eat a Taco Bell anymore. Choose to eat better. You know, it just—it was so simple to my brain. Like, why? If you have a choice between Taco Bell and a salad, why wouldn't you just fucking get a salad?
1: I'm beginning to think that maybe it's because some people don't believe they have a choice. Oh, interesting. It might not hold up.
0: Yeah, right, right, right.
1: After you know scrutinizing that statement, although you you compel me to 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 say so and think, what is the difference here? Yeah, to maybe even trick themselves into thinking they don't have a choice.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, I never I'm, thought about that. I'm a
1: loser, so I might as well just do some drugs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you call yourself a loser. and That's all you they have. Yeah, in their mind. because you're already a loser. You're not a winner. And so instead of seeing good option, bad option, very balanced, um, enlightened human being will make choices. Yeah, and somebody who is unbalanced or closed off or uh, traumatized or whatever is gonna yeah. sit there and 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 not know that they have a choice, and instead dude. live within the boundaries and con- confines of whatever existence they think is their only existence. Dude, I think that yeah, like you. I'm not a scientist. <laughs>
0: I'm not even a psychologist. Um, you could be. I could have gone you to school be. for yeah. that. I I think that there could be some truth in that, bro. Where they don't like where I'm seeing clearly two choices maybe in their mind is there's there's one option taco bell is the only option
1: because i'm a piece of shit. yeah so <laughs> is that in- bad.
0: interesting because in my mind i think to myself okay what would i do if i thought that taco bell was the only option let's say i was on a road trip taco bell is the only option to me there's still two options then here's the option <laughs> taco bell or be hungry yeah and i'd be like for fucking sure it's better to be hungry than eat taco bell
1: it is too it so
0: is. so for me it's like that's an int- dude this is this is weird I've never dude are we even recording Oh yes we are I, I <laughs> the, when I, when the phone call comes in it switches the screen and so yeah. I thought oh shit are we not even recording Uh yeah and and you know I yeah I don't know there's no credit to myself I don't I just think it's I got lucky that way but it's just my brain just works
1: that way I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call bullshit on the lucky part yeah. We we've all been dealt hands that we have to deal with and things that we have to refine within ourselves um things that worked for us 10 years ago don't work for us now so they have to be you know discarded left behind i mean life is all about letting go right yeah i don't think you got lucky at all i think you fucking worked your ass off for it yeah i really i really do yeah i mean it it may come easy to you to work your ass off for it right 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 so that that in itself could be a element of luckiness yeah
0: yeah it's another thing of being self-employed you know i have a friend that he's like, I could never do that. I'm like, why? He goes, I would end up just fucking around all day long. And that, and that shocked me. I was like, really? (laughs) But knowing that that would lead to poverty, like literally you wouldn't work when no one's supervising you. He's like, yeah. And which is kudos to him. He's like, yeah, I know myself. Well, enough. no, I need to go to work and have a boss. This is what you do. This is, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's fascinating to me because my brain is the opposite, you know? Um, Pretty self motivated, self starter. I don't need someone to tell me to go do it. I'll do it myself. Not that I don't like, lazy around and do things, of course. I'm a human, but for the most part, I mean, I've been self employed for I can't even tell you how long. And I, I, even though I just got a job at at Jared, uh, congratulations! Yeah, at yeah. the jewelry store here. Yeah, just it's only one to two days a week, very part time. We get that friend discount. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Still, I'll I'll take care of you. Thank you. All right. Come on down, see Timmy. That's right. Come on, see Timmy. (laughs) Yeah. So, man, yeah, I, I,
1: I, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's just fascinating how people's brains work. So, I'm about half and half. Um, I'm I'm realizing that right now. (laughs) I'm in a unique position where some days i'm elevating my status and going okay you know what i i've played music my my music my whole life i i keep knowing this is my dream i want to do it i want to do it and then the fear creeps in and so there's that balance there of and then uh, i can't go back the other way because every time i pick a job that's not my true destiny that's not aligned with what it is right it's getting i don't know if it's if it's manifested beyond me that that causes whatever situations to arise but it's just not working for me anymore man yeah. i outgrew those shoes yeah i fucking outgrew them the yeah. problem is i don't want to put on the new ones because i don't know where the road's going to lead and since i can't analyze exactly what's going to happen that's a little bit of a trigger for me to to feel some anxiety maybe your friend is the same way i mean at a job where you work 40 hours a week you might not know what the workload is going to be but you can you can gain certain aspects of it. You already know how much is going to be deducted from your check. You know when that check is going to come. You know where your cubicle is. You know roughly what's going to happen. You know the people around you. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's it not safe. Yes. Yes. But there isn't a lot of growth there. Yeah. And he's a talented musician. It's one of the best drummers
0: I've ever heard. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like you are with the violin. He is with the drums. Oh,
1: come on now. Thank you.
0: Thank yeah. You. For real. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, I tell you this all the time, even off podcast all the time. I tell you this. I know you do. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're gifted. It's clear. You're so gifted that it's definitely something that should be your full-time. If not your full-time, a big part of like a halftime, like you have a part-time job and you, you know, do music full-time. You know, like your side hustle would be some kind of a little job for maybe insurance or for some regular little, you know, icing on the cake type of money. But, you know, you're you're talented enough that um music should be your main thing. Mm, talent doesn't mean shit if you don't put in hard work. That's true, bro. That's true. It doesn't. Yeah. It well, doesn't. I mean, case in point, that drummer friend of mine, it's like i he's so good. I'm like, dude, why aren't you playing? Like you should be playing. And he gets asked all the time. You know, he's
1: asked a lot. He's just you know, struggles, so I don't, I don't get just, asked that much. Not yet. Yeah. But I, I see this. Yeah. And I don't think it's that coming. I I don't. It's not that I don't think I know there's no turning around. Right. It's almost like everything is conspiring to ensure this will happen. Right. And said, you can give you 40 years. And to you're this sabotaging out, it sometimes. Well, uh, yes. yes. Yes, I am. I see. You should see the way he just looked at <laughs> me when he said that. <laughs> He's like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> quit eating Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This shit's gross. Though I have not, so you know, the,
0: speaking of Taco Bell, here in Kansas City, there's a new uh, The Taco cantina Bell. down there? Yeah, dude. You're drunk down down like in Resport? Yeah. They serve alcohol. I know. That, I've not been there yet.
1: That's really the only thing that would make a Taco Bell palatable, wouldn't it? Dude, yeah, a bunch <laughs> of alcohol. <laughs> that place is packed on the weekends. Packed. I love- Like a line out the door. I fucking love gentrification. Yeah. Take all the shit that was popular, that became unpopular and make it popular again. I love it. You got a new pair of Crocs, right? Yes, I did. Do you know how unpopular that shit was? Yep. Oh my Lord. Yes. It it was like really popular and then yep. nothing. Posty Post it. Malone brought them back. Yeah, I love it, man. I do too. Why do you keep doing that with your- My-
0: I have a hair from my mustache curling up and tickling my nose.
1: It looks like you're flipping me off oh. with both hands. <laughs> like you just,
0: I thought I had some on, on,
1: on my face. Oh yeah.
0: Know. No, uh, so I grow my hair, my, uh, real long, my mustache hair. And when one grows up and curls up into my nose, it'll like tickle my nose. And it's like, blah, 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 what is that? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get to the present day. You are here. We are in 2023 july and it's a hundred and three today here in kansas city it, it will be yeah it will be and um you're doing you know, i mean you're you're doing good in the sense of you're not hooked on meth you're not living in a van down by the river which that actually sounds kind of cool nowadays but anyway <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> you're living in a van down by the yeah. river anyway tiny homes
0: yeah yeah um so you're here you're present you you are gigging some yes uh you're looking to gig more um what's Let's just do this. Let's, we're going to, we'll keep talking until you have to go, but so we're at present time. What are some of your dreams and your hopes looking forward? Like, what are you hoping to see for Scott Nance Mm. moving forward? Okay.
1: As far as a musical representation, uh, I do love gigs. I'm actually finding myself to love studio work quite a bit as well. Good. And those type of things will be very engaging. Um, Looking forward. I'd like to have steady work now, whether that be at one place, which I doubt that's going to happen. That's that old mindset, right? right? That's that I work at one job. I'm a manager. I know what I do, blah, blah, blah. No, he's got to think on your feet with it. So it's not going to be one thing or the other. Um, I'd like to be at least a locally known name, Yeah, not for the prestige of it. Right. But you know, for my own edification for, for my ability to go, you know what, i put a stamp on this world and i did so in my authentic way yeah and i did so in a true way that that doesn't i don't want to bring light to darkness yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah. i'd rather take my darkness and put it out into the light and then just bring light to other people yeah that's the ultimate goal and i know i can do that through music yeah. i always have done it through music um can't tell you how many old ladies cry yeah not just old ladies but they seem sure, to sure. they seem to be the most mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. Well, you were loved and adored, you know, when I was
0: pastoring, you were loved not only by me, of course, but everybody, everybody on the music team just loved you and your, your talent. It's just, I mean, you know, you're really, really, uh, you've practiced over the years, you know, you're classically trained. You're also got that natural, like the teacher obviously said that when you were three, she's like, this kid should probably do this. I mean, some people don't dude. I mean, some people. Can mechanically play, and it's like, oh, they're good. But then there's people that are like, holy shit, they're like good. Which that's you. You know, you're not just like, oh yeah, he's obviously taken lessons for years, and he can play a violin.
1: I'm not the most technically proficient. To you, I would be. Right. To me, going and and trying to audition for the Kansas City Symphony, probably not going to make it. Now, and I and I don't. I'm I'm not even. You're not being, trying to be humble. You're no, just, that's a fact, not right. humble. I'm I'm being pragmatic that's yeah. that's truth it would take a lot more than me just walking down there to do that i didn't have adequate schooling again you know lots of uh yeah lots of past drug addiction yeah and then i i took that road yeah and it paved the way to now yeah there's where there's a will there's a way
0: yeah so the yeah. people that i heard i just went to a show at the coffin my very first show someone gave me a free ticket i went to some orchestra thing and there was a a violinist i guess is what you call a violinist is that what you say
1: Is this we're two hours in this podcast? You're just now asking me if it's called a violinist. Uh, I'm sorry, that's terrible.
0: (gasps) Oh God. So he came out as a solo. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, whoa. Unbelievable. I was
1: like, how does he even do that with a violin? That's unbelievable. That's eight hours of practice every day. Every day. day. Yeah. Every day, no matter what. Yeah. This guy's like world renowned. Yeah. That's that's fighting tendonitis. That is, um, disconnecting from friends and family and that's just like you having no life <laughs> to the work, you know, over and over and over until it becomes robotic. But these people also have the talent and the natural ability to see things and play things in a really emotional way. Yeah, those, those, that's a whole, that's other a level. whole another that's mm. like pro level football, but you it's know like, what? It doesn't mean that, you know, they can't inspire other people or that I can't inspire them or that you can't inspire them Well, people are people, right? Yeah. So what do I want to see for myself? I mean, I want to be engaged in the music scene here. I want to know people's names and I want them to know my name where we can help build something. Kansas city is a very fertile area. Very, very. I mean the last big movement was what blues Yeah. way back when I feel it time for something else. Yeah. Something new, something exciting. I mean, this place is changing, and it's changing in a good way. Yeah, and there's a lot of growth here, not yeah. just you know, um real estate wise, but yeah, you know, just maybe people wise.
0: Yeah, can't say it's a great city. Anybody that's ever come here to visit me, they're always like, "What? I didn't realize this was this cool." I'm like, I, told I thought you. it was going to be a fucking field or something. Yeah, and do you think cows you- <laughs> in it. Cows are great. I love cows.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can go not too far and see some cows, but listen, <laughs> they're not down here in the city. You know what? I, you can't get my Ottawa roots out of me. If I see a cow, I'm stopping. I'm talking to that cow. Yep. I'm going to talk to that I'm like, hey, cow. I love it. I love <laughs> so it. Fun. I do
0: love that. I love horses. Anytime I see horses, I'll usually, if I can pull over, I'll get out. And just, I like to look at horses. They're amazing.
1: They are. I've never, I've never been on a horse. Really? Really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not,
0: not a fan of riding them much. I've been on them. I've ridden them, but. You got a car. Yeah, I got a car. I got a motorcycle. And I prefer those.
1: Yeah. You drive, you drive, amazing though. Yeah, yeah, thank you, truly. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that the, the parallel parking job. <laughs> it was, yeah, you, you should have seen this. Guys. It was. <laughs> I had an I inch mean,
0: in the front bumper an inch in the back oh bumper. How I, I don't it. know how you did it either. You hovered <laughs> that thing in there.
1: You Hovered it. Okay, you know what? And I'm, I, I honestly, I love quartets. I love quartets, and the most engaging aspect in in music for me over the course of of my life has tended to be in those quartets. That's where cool. It's it's not solo playing, but it is in that you have your specific part and you're the only one playing that particular part of that. But then it stops being that and it starts being a form of human expression that can only be related to the complex relationships of 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 a family dynamic or, you know, of really heavy interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Cuz you're playing this music that I mean, that's somebody's whole life they yeah. put into that. It is, it encompasses all ranges of emotions and aspects, and you have to be able to play that with somebody else and breathe with them. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I notice with quartets more than anything is they breathe together. Yeah, the good ones do. Yeah. I mean, you you are anticipating what someone else is doing. You're talking without talking. Yeah, you're t- you're so playing music before you even pick up the instrument. When when four of them are sitting there, or a trio, or or a quintet, whatever. Yeah. When they're there they're already engaged with each other
0: yeah you know yeah it's beautiful yeah it is i being in the wedding business i always love when i walk in i'm like oh they got a little strings mm-hmm. quartet or a trio or a duet or whatever they have uh the harp oh gosh I recently had a went to a wedding and it was just a harpist dang she was good so good just it was like magical. It was like, where are we? Is this Disneyland? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it does was just take you like, to another place. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And the venue was beautiful and all that. So
1: Yeah. Well, you're good at what you do. Yeah, man. I I love it. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah. All right. So, um, dreams of the future, being in music, um, continuing to use your gift, your your talent, and express yourself through music. Brand myself. Yeah.
1: Put myself out there. Put myself on the field. Yeah. You, know, you can't play the game unless you get out there in the field. Absolutely. You got to go out there and give 100%. You got to do the best you can. You know, I'm just out here. Just I'm I'm, I'm I'm. really lifting up my teammates. I'm doing the best I can today. I just want to thank the good Lord and Jesus Christ, my Savior, for
0: setting me free and having me beat the beat that other team. Mom, I love you. I'll be home soon.
1: <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> I think I missed my calling as an actor. Uh, I swear to dude. Seriously, I think, so, God, Seriously, like, I think just... there
0: is something there. Yeah, dude, listen, I hear a challenge to both of us. I want to live my best life moving forward and I want to accomplish all that I'm, uh, uh, what's the, how do I say it? I want to be all that I can be. You know, I don't want to get to the, here's the thing that, that one of the things that motivates me, I don't want to get to the end of my life and look at, back at my life and think, I just fucking squandered it. I didn't no. write the books. I didn't. I didn't start the thing. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. In other words, I didn't live my life. Well, now I'm not saying I want to get to the end of my life and then have regrets of why did I work so hard and sacrifice my family or what? I don't want that. But also I want to be a good steward of my time. And, and I do struggle with that even now. Cause I feel like I do enough and, and I've accomplished some great things for sure. So I'm not, Trying to be like super humble here, but also I believe I'm way capable of more. And and that bothers me sometimes. You know, I sometimes think, why the fuck have I not written a, a really a good book yet? Like, why haven't I written a book? There's no reason. I'm self-employed. I have the time, you know, and I I I just, you know, so I'm hard on myself too. I don't want to sit here and act like you're not gonna write it know,
1: when you're hard on yourself, though, huh? You're, right. You're gonna write it when you go. I'm going to write a book uh, and I'm just going and to sit I have down an and idea, do it. Yeah. And you had get this inspiration, but it's minus the shame, right? It's minus the, I should have done this already. It's minus the, Oh, it's not going to be good enough. All those. So silly- so you have those two, you are a human yeah, being. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
0: dude. Absolutely. And especially as I get older, I, I do. And man, I'll tell you what. one of the things where I, where I do struggle is I'll see some of my age and they're wealthy and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like what? And again, I make a good living. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but, um, I I'm capable of way more. And, and not only that, like when I have a, and not that I need this, but like, I just ran into a friend from high school and he's like, I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, he goes, why, I only, we only live part-time down in Florida. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I wanted to fucking punch him in the throat. I'm like, Oh, part-time in Florida. He goes, yeah, we just, we bought a house down on the beach. And and then we have a house, oh you know, God. we have a, you know, a condo downtown in Kansas City. And so we, our family, you know, our kids are here. So the grandkids, so we like to come back, you know, and I literally, I just wanted to punch him. I was like, I just want to fucking slice your throat. You know, it's like, interesting. It's it just, it was a, this feeling of what the fuck am I doing? You know, like I can't buy a fucking house in Florida and a house here. Not yet. Right. Do you want to not necessarily, but it's like the fact that they even can, is just impressive, you know, it's, I, I think, wow, that's so yes, I'm very human and it, and it hits me whenever I have these encounters, um, uh, with people that I'm like, and not that I'm sure he's brilliant, but it's like, I know this dude. He's just a dude just like me like he's just a dude he doesn't have any extra brain no he just happened to do whatever that led to f- financial success
1: nobody nobody deserves their blessings yeah nobody deserves their curses yeah true it's all just what happens I right. can guarantee you that man has problems that you don't see. Oh, absolutely. He's got some shit that I bet he sees you and he's like I wish I was free like that. Probably. <laughs> I wish I was not tied yeah. to this post that I have to exist in and think that I need to exist in. Yeah. And live a lie. Like dude, one thing I can tell you about you, you're not living a lie. Right. No. You are who you are. Yeah. And it res it's, it resounds around the room. You are free. I yeah. see that in you. I mean, just go with that. Yeah. The money will fucking come or it won't you'll be taken care of no matter what. Yeah. Because you're you. Amen, brother. Yeah. I don't know. That gave you a little Amen. bit of inspiration. Yeah, right no, I home, appreciate man. it. Let's go out there and give 110%. Do the best you can. God bless you. Mama, I'm going to be
0: home soon. You can do it. You can do it. Get out there and just bust a nut. You can Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Taladega Nights? Have you seen Talladega Nights? Yeah, I don't remember that part. Oh my gosh.
1: Help me. Help me. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I remember he called his, his what, his, his, uh, his leopard or his, his puma or something like they call it Karen. <laughs> so that was a very human name for a, a big cat.
0: And I thought it was hilarious. The, there's several scenes in that movie the dear Lord, baby Jesus, little six ounce yeah. that, that whole scene. Yeah. And then whenever they were yelling, the little kid starts yelling at the grandpa. That's right. Grandpa, you're a piece of shit. Old motherfucker. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I just, I love movies where it's just over the top extreme.
1: When that came out though, you were, you were still preaching, right? Mm-hmm. Did that affect you? No, I Not, thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, but like, would you go and be like, Hey, I watched Talladega nights and yeah, of, you I would know. usually like close friends. I would let that. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I tried to keep a lot of the other stuff. That's the part of the challenge of being when I was a pastor, um, is thinking, you know, I was, a lot of things I would do was very robotic because in my thoughts. I'm just a lot of times to the chagrin of Christians that listen, I'm, I'm sorry. This is just my personal journey. Things were just not lining up. I was just like, that's not true. There's, yeah. no, there's no way that can be true. Everything I'm experiencing in life is telling me the opposite of what is being told or taught in these sermons and different things. And so I really struggled a lot. I really, really, really wrestled and and I'd still maintain my spirituality. I'm still, I'm still spiritual. I just don't clearly Christianity is great for some people. You do you it's fine, but clearly it's not the answer. I know a lot of very fucked up Christians <laughs> and clearly it, you know, they're loving Jesus and going to church and all that hasn't done anything to really help them. In in my assessment of looking at, you know, I mean, Christians still get drug addicted. Christians still go to jail. Christians still.
1: You know, maybe they're not looking for an answer. Yeah. Maybe they're looking for a a comfortable life, a place to sit because they were raised in it. This is the right thing to do. It's just what we do. We were taught to do it before, and we're going to carry on that tradition. Yeah. and Just live in that. Yep. Don't question it too much. Because yep. if you question it, guess what? That's where the problem starts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not only do you realize it, and, depending on you, some of that stuff isn't real, you know, or you might come to that conclusion that, wow, this is a little more complicated than that. And there's some answers here that I don't really like. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not a neat, tidy package like it was. Yeah. You know, were you raised Christian? I was Baptist. And when, when did your questions start? Like, when did you start going? About "Ah." the day I started breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm a skeptical mofo. Yeah. Bottom line, I'm not, I've i had to break away from that in order to have empathy and understanding for myself and other people. I'm super skeptical yeah. to the point where it skewed me into thinking something was happening when it wasn't happening. However, it did protect me from institutions. Yeah. Also, the reason I couldn't get sober in like, say, AA or NA or something like that, because it's still a beautiful place and yeah. works for a lot of people. Yeah. It works if you work it. Yeah. Little slogans there, right? Yeah. However, it was, it's pre-packaged. Yeah. My goodness. Got some stuff <laughs> in there, man. I barely heard that. <laughs> but it's in there, huh? Yeah. It's coming up. Um, it's pre-packaged. Yeah. Same way church is pre-packaged. Yeah. I don't like pre-packaged. I'm figuring out, I want to make my own way. Yeah. And until that happens, I'm not going to align with something that's pre-packaged because people aren't pre-packaged. Right. People are different. They need different things. And a lot of those, they need to dig in themselves to figure out what that is that they need for that moment so they can grow for themselves. Like I had a pastor tell me this one time. He said, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat.
0: (laughs) And and that's made so much sense to me. He didn't mean it in the sense of religion, but I took it that way. Like, because, so I had someone say this. They said, well, I got free from drug addiction. Jesus set me free. And so I know he's real. And I'm like, okay, well, what about my friend who's Buddhist that Buddhism set him free from drug addiction? (laughs) They were like, well, you know, I was like, well, nothing. Every, you know, there's not just one way, not, not, there's just not one way. There's, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, just like business. There's a lot of ways to do business. There's a lot of ways to play violin. There's a lot of ways to play guitar and to say, nope, there's only one way to play the guitar. This is the way you should play
1: it. Everybody should play like this is just not right. The world is waking up. Yeah. I see a lot of people out there. They're all asking questions and it deals with a lot. Can we do another one? Yes. All right. Okay, bro. I like this.
0: Listen we could we could literally talk forever <laughs> but you don't have forever nor do i i have a wedding tonight uh outside need a violence i i they would maybe it's gonna be 103 and i'm doing an outdoor wedding in the hopefully it won't be sunny but it's at the date the sun is right above the. Oh, s- i know dude i've done weddings at this venue before outside and the time that they're doing the wedding The sun is coming straight down into this, to the area where the wedding's happening. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I told the I told the wedding planner. I said, "Hey, I said this is going to be different. I said it's going to be so hot. I said I'm going to wear my mesh crop top shirt and my speedos." (laughs) And she goes, "That would be awesome, Timmy.
1: (laughs) You got some big old
0: boots and stuff to put on too." I am, yeah. mm -hmm.
1: This is getting weird.
0: Yeah. So next time we'll come back on. We'll talk about spiritual stuff we'll talk about Great. aliens ufos what? and all that shit going you believe on that in the shit? world dude i'm like you i'm super skeptical is there life out there it would be crazy to say no like i would say yes there's for sure life out there and i just hope that we discover it in my lifetime and i have maybe a devious reason why because i just would like to see how the christians handle that one you (laughs) know you
1: chip on your shoulder (laughs) is huge
0: (laughs) i'm just curious how because here's why here's why here's christians listen up don't hate me too bad hang on hang on hang on i love jesus okay i do i love what he stood for all right i don't believe jesus was god okay i know christians please everybody's entitled to think what they want to think
1: why you keep explaining that to
0: them yeah i don't believe I believe Jesus was a real person. I believe he was a person of history. He existed. He was a rabbi. He was a Jewish, you know, uh, he was a teacher. He was maybe even a carpenter. Um, I do not believe that Jesus was God. I don't believe that he was born of a virgin. I don't believe he's coming back. Um, you know, I don't believe in the typical heaven and hell this, all the stuff that I used to believe in Christianity. And here's why I don't, if you are, an evangelical Christian, if you're a Christian, I'm going to tell you what you believe and you can, you can't deny this This cause I know I was a pastor. I went to seminary. What a Christian believes is that Jesus is the only way, meaning if you don't accept Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and savior, you're going to hell.
1: Yeah, bro. You baptized me.
0: I you know that I yeah. know. And so. I don't believe that. I believe it's okay to believe in Jesus, I, but but Christians, what they believe is that they're right and all the Buddhists, all the Hindus, all the Muslims, all everybody else is going to hell. Now, they might not say that out. Some do. Some say it outright. Most won't say it outright because they also think that's fucked up. Like, that is fucked up. Like, that is fucked up to think only the Christians, every other good, kind, faithful, generous, charitable, wonderful human being on the earth fucked. are fucked. fucked. And here's the big one, I, and I say this because it really brings this part home. According to the Christians, the Christian belief, Ted Bundy is in heaven right now because he accepted Jesus into his heart before he died. He was a handsome guy. You can make it up there just on that and um and
1: frank is in hell oh yeah you know what you told me this before and it blew my mind that's the I, most I, fucked up thing look i think ever that, i think that you think a lot more people buy into it 100 percent than do maybe i'm just a skeptic no,
0: i think you're probably right though i
1: i think that most people are way more complicated than 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 that yeah. You know, just for me being complicated yes. and I'm, I see other people, I can look in their eyes and I'm like, oh, you hold depths deep in there. And I'm like, so you go to church and maybe it's a good place, but that's where the disconnect is. Yeah. It's not open enough. It's not honest enough. Yeah, It says this is the only way we've been doing it this way for 2000 years and nothing is going to change ever. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, you're closing people off, man. Yeah. And I
0: just can't be a part that was kind of the breaking point for me. There was other things obviously, but yeah. that was kind of the, the sticking point for me, I just had this, you know, I, i went to Europe, I traveled Europe, went to like eight different countries in Europe. And I remember just experiencing just great humans, cool people that some were non-religious completely, some were non-believers, some were atheists, some were Christians and we're Catholics. I just met such, and I thought to myself, Nah, there's no way that this is the only way. And also, I really uh, could not agree to your beliefs are what get you to heaven, not your actions. Ooh. Yeah. Now, of course, they say that when God, you know, you're transformed and if you do get saved, you do want to do better. I get it. I I totally get it. But to me, I don't believe in heaven, hell, but like Ted Bundy, if there is like that guy, for sure, I don't give a fuck if he accepted Jesus into his heart, that fucker deserves if I don't believe in hell. But like if there was a hell, that kind of person deserves hell. But the fact that just by simply believing in jesus that eradicates all his craziness and anne frank as precious as she was none of that mattered though because she didn't believe in jesus that's
1: such a stupid belief system
0: in it's, my it's opinion out, it's outdated yeah
1: i won't even call it stupid even though i think it is yeah sorry i guess i, I did. shouldn't call it stupid no, no, it's not I'm, stupid it is it's it's outdated and lacks the depth that can carry on a conversation and growth in it right yeah. i mean you're you're stuck in that stuck and at what point do you decide what what sins are available for you to go to hell versus what ones are not yeah i mean you say ted bundy is worthy of that but somebody who killed three people less than him right or did it in a less malicious way are are they are they still saved are they are they okay i mean like what what's the all those rules don't seem very much like the god that i know deep down inside my heart the one that doesn't have a book The one that whose book is literally us living our lives. Dude, that's profound, actually. Existing action oriented. We are in a world of action and we are living out God's presence by following, you know, what's inside of us, by loving, by nurturing, by man. Yeah. Yeah, I kinda got got away with it on that one, but it was good for a second. No, that's good for a second. No,
0: no, no. no. It's beautiful. I, I I agree. I I at the end of the day, people ask me a lot, you know, like what, well, what do you believe now? Well, I believe in being a good human. It's What I believe in, I believe in, I believe in the core of what I think is the message of Jesus, um, uh, to love people and to do good and to be honest and, and be fair and be, uh, all those things. It's like, uh, I, and I just can't see how at the end of my life. You know if there is a god that i'm gonna die and stand before that god and he's gonna be like yeah you were good and you really had a real change of heart and but you didn't believe in jesus anymore that he was god so you ate to, meat on friday to hell, to hell you go forever and ever and ever to burn and burn and burn and burn without ceasing that just that just sounds barbaric it sounds it sounds like nothing like. God to me what I think of when I think of God that is not what I think of and I know that God's not created in my he is in everybody's image if if we're honest there's a Christian God there's a Muslim God there's a Hindu God there's all these different gods but I know that if there is a God he is or she is unchanged by my belief or perception like it, it just is whatever it is it is uh all I can do is try to align myself with mm. this good kind of mm-hmm. energy. The right choice. Yeah. Living right now. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Whoa, for joining us here on the Timmy Gibson Show. We'll be back oh. next week with another big podcast. Also, thank you, Scott Nance, for being here, man. Appreciate oh, you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Peace. Peace.